The Ryan Tuberty Show on RTE Radio 1. Sponsored by Centre Parks. Spot rare wildlife. Explore the forest and have endless adventures together. Very good morning, folks. You're very welcome to Thursday. It is the 29th of June now. It is Oliver Callan here until 10 o'clock and or when the cows come home on what I'm calling to myself the Tuberty Purgatory Show. How it ends, no one knows. Uh, but we're getting on with things, however, and we're still using the hashtag don't mention the thing. The text is 51551. And um, when I began to think how odd it is that there's kind of no... Uh, the thing I find odd about the thing is despite the wall to wall and the floor to ceiling and the skirt board to trouser board covers, there's no real nickname on the scandal. But Miriam Lord tries a stab on it. She's calling it Tubbsgate in the Irish Times because every scandal has the suffix gate since the 70s when Nixon carried out the, the, the OG scandal of modern history, Watergate. So that's her shorthand for the thing in a review of yesterday's Ulrichtus comedy hearings, which she says was some of the worst television that Orti has recently produced. And uh, it goes on again today, by the way, in front of a different doll committee. And in true Orti spirit, they're planning to broadcast a repeat of a similar episode they put out yesterday afternoon, I presume, um, because um, Orti repeats worse than a bag of meanies at times. And there must be a Francis Brennan Christmas special on at some stage to mark the end of June. Anyway, Miriam Lord's quote of the day. She says, In the fast-moving world of popular meeting room dramas, Ortiz's latest offering, Much Ado About Nothing To Do With Us, fell short of the high standard of entertainment expected these days. It's kind of a nice wry twist on corporate language, I would have thought. Anyway, um, on with the newspapers this morning and there's lots of lots of good stuff happening around the place. Oh yes, Cork, of course. Cork, I'm being very conservative, Cork. Corkbio.ie. So I'm, I'm not sure if this is a story that really should be national, but they've kind of corkified it for us. Uh, apparently Cork could see deep red sunsets as smoke from the Canadian wildfires reaches Ireland. So the first of the massive smoke plume from these wildflowers, wildfires in Canada um, have been arriving in Europe and apparently this means deep red sunsets. So uh, there was a drop of air quality, of course, in places like uh, New York, across North America, but the no significant impact is expected in Cork. Now, they don't mention the rest of us in Cork, uh, Bio's coverage here, but they're going to be okay down in Cork, although they're going to see deep red sunsets and hazy skies over the coming days. And that's um, that the, 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 the Copernicus Atmosphere Monitoring Service has been watching the plume and it's hitting the European coast. And by the way, those fires are still going and burning out of control in Canada. And, but of course, every summer, the Arctic Circle is on fire. So um, that's just the world we live in now. Climate change and all that crack. Um, HMV is reopening its store. It's the first shop they've opened in Dublin in a decade. Breakingnews.ie tells us it's going to open tomorrow, June the 30th, on Henry Street, 18 Henry Street. It'll be their first shop in Ireland in 10 years. Uh, it's a massive shop. They're going full three floors, 6,000 square feet. Uh, there's going to be vinyl albums and CDs, as well as a range of music technology products. So, uh, And you have all the merch from things like Stranger Things, Pokemon, Star Wars, Marvel and DC and T-shirts as well. So it'll be a different HMV to what we experience, but it's reopening at nine o'clock on Friday. Nostalgia returns, I suppose, because nostalgia is an industry now at this stage. And, you know, you value the physical product way more. And um, for, for, for oldies like us, it's a, it's a return to form. And for the younger crowd, it's kind of the response to screen fatigue. 
and that sort of reaction to the cheapness of streamers and just how everything is available everywhere all at once. But you can value a single album, listen to it, feel it, read the lyrics and all of that and enjoy the artwork rather than just seeing a little little avatar, sorry, little thumbnail. Um, good news as well, Paul Mescal News. He's been in the news all this week with currently shooting Gladiator 2 with Ridley Scott and his crew and Pablo Pascal. Uh, in Morocco. Well, Paul Meskel and Kerry's, uh, Kerry Condon, sorry, Tipperary's Kerry Condon, are among the hundreds of new people who've been invited to join the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Sciences. Uh, There's about 10,000 members of the Oscars Academy and they get to vote in the Oscars. So Paul Meskel and Kerry Condon are among the uh, 400 new people who've just been added in. Uh, So that's the latest kind of, the latest accolade for both of these these actors. Who else is in it? Irish interest. Tom Berkeley and Ross White, who won the Oscar for the short film An Irish Goodbye, they're also going to be in the, um, in the, in the they get to vote in their respective categories. So the acting, the actors get to vote for actors and because Tom Berkeley and Ross White won the short films, they'll be voting the short films and feature animation category. Uh, other notable invitees to the renowned group include Taylor Swift, uh, because she was involved in Where the Crawdads Craw Sing in that film. And The Weeknd is also going in there because he did stuff on Avatar and Fifty Shades of Grey. And Austin Butler is in the acting category as well because of the great, great Elvis movie uh, called Elvis. So good news for them. Bad news for this star, Madonna has had to pause her world tour um, after, this sounds quite serious, she was treated in an intensive care unit after a serious bacterial infection. So she was due to start her world tour in July. It was going to go into October. It was going to come to Europe in October. Um, Paris, Lisbon, Berlin. And um, she was going to London. There was no Irish gig as part of the tour. So she's not cancelling an Irish thing. But um, her tour is, is cancelled for the moment. She's going to be waiting and uh, waiting for new uh, dates for that. Because I suppose a tour of that size, you have to cancel the whole, the whole thing and wait for the, wait for something. Um, wait for new dates and to be get to get well again. It's kind of a part of uh, a growing list of big stars who've had to cancel due to, to ill health and mental health and so on. Lewis Capaldi, um, there, there are fears for his gig and the Electric Picnic. He was one of the headliners there because he said he, he's taking a break from touring. And uh, Celine Dion, she's kind of on a on an indefinite uh, break as well due to her ill health, which is um, she was due to play here. Uh, so uh, good luck to Madonna. Good luck to her. And National Geographic, this is more bad news for the print news media and for news media in general. National Geographic, they've laid off their last remaining staff writers. So they're going to rely on freelancers and um, piece together by the remaining editors who will still be there. But the, the full time staff and the National Geographic is owned by the Walt Disney Company. Um, they've. Th- this is the second round of layoffs, but it's the last time they're going to have full-time writers. So it's kind of it's scary stuff for the vocation that is journalism, and they've also announced that they're bringing an end to the um, the National Geographic magazine on the newsstands in America uh, from next year. This is kind of a, a staple that you'd have at home. It's always been a good Christmas present to get your monthly National Geographic, and you kind of tend to keep them, don't you? Because they're like novels, and if you buy them individually, they're very expensive. They're the price of a novel. Uh, but they're also very beautiful things on your coffee table, and you like to keep the ones that, that you'd say, I'll flick through that again, um, you know, so because it's good journalism in it, you know. So 51551, that's our text number this morning, so that's sad news there. We're going towards sport now, because there's very good things happening in sport. And Rachel Blackmore, who barely needs an introduction now, she's a you know, massive star, 
uh, for us in Ireland. She has been awarded an honorary MBE for contribution to sport in Britain. Now, before you get up on your high horse, the Irish Independent is telling us this morning that the honorary MBEs, they recognise uh, people from outside Britain who have excelled in their field in Britain. So the 33-year-old Rachel Blackmore, uh, she joins people like Frankie Dottori, the Italian, who was honoured over 20 years ago. And um, Blackmore has broken down barriers that few thought possible in recent years with a string of historic successes, helping the Kill and All native to become one of the most recognisable faces in sport, let alone racing, because, of course, she, she won the BBC Sports Personality World Sports Star of the Year in 2021 after her um, sensational wins uh, aboard Honeysuckle. And she also became the first female jockey to steer home the winner of the Cheltenham Gold Cup last year. And um, she's not done yet. She is not done yet, uh, Rachel Blackmore. So good news for her and congratulations to her and the family. Uh, it's in all the sport, the, the back pages of the of the papers this morning. Uh, the success of our boxers who are in the qualification rounds for the Paris Olympics next year. And uh, we are delighted with none more than than Kelly Harrington, who has had a, a tough time of it over the last couple of months. But she cried tears of joy and relief, it says here, Michael Scully reporting in the Irish Mirror, as she revealed she would have retired had she failed in her bid to become a double Olympian. But she's not calling herself a double Olympian until after Paris, she's saying. She's telling uh, people she revealed... I was retiring without telling anybody after this if I didn't qualify. She qualified after her wins in uh, Poland um, and, and everyone looking for the, the Olympic immortality to, 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 to she, she goes as a champion. She goes as a champion and um, she was going to retire, she says, because she's had an old tough time of it. And there's also great news as well for uh, Michaela Walsh who's also qualified as well. And she will also, having fulfilled Kelly's dream, she's also going to go to Paris as a double Olympian. And there's the amazing story um, of the, the first, Dean Clancy. He's the first Sligo boxer to qualify for the Olympics. Uh, he beat an Italian yesterday. And he dedicated his triumph to his grandfather, Tony, who was buried yesterday, having passed away on Saturday. Uh, Clancy, Dean Clancy, was only told of the sad news after the fight on Sunday. He said it, it was for him. He's looking down. He's 21 years old, Dean Clancy says. Look, granddad's looking down happy. He's a massive supporter of mine. I hope he's proud of me. And I'm glad that the father came down yesterday supporting me in the crowd. So this is huge stuff for these people. They train for years and years and years. The Olympics is what it's all about. We have a clip of, of Kelly Harrington um, speaking about her qualification. And let's let's hear from the champion herself. I never cried. I don't, well, I don't know if I did after the last one because I tried to keep myself together. I said that if I do, if I qualify over here... I'm going to let things go because I've had a rough few months and this makes it all the worthwhile, you know, coming back strong and having Noel in my corner all the time, always fighting with me and fighting for me. I'll only call myself a double Olympian once I actually get to Paris, but like, it's just, it's incredible. Ah, that's, we're delighted for Kelly Harrington. She's like, she is the true champion, isn't she? And she's... Salt to the earth, and she's proud of where she's from, and um, it's um, it's it's good news all round. And actually, uh, it's interesting because earlier in the week, uh, Kelly Harrington. This is before the fight, and she was she was you know when she was gearing up for it, she wasn't doing much press, obviously. Um, she revealed that a letter from her wife Mandy urged her to get through the qualification of the Paris Games, not for Ireland, but for herself this time. I think this is really important. And so, so Mandy, um, she, she, she wrote her a letter, I believe, didn't she? She wrote her a letter. I don't have all the details here. Actually, Mandy just said, you know, Kelly, you've had, uh, she felt like, she felt kind of slightly numb. If you've read her book, which is, which is really, really hotly re recommended, written by Roddy Doyle, um, the story of Kelly Harrington. 
It's just such a good book and she talks about how she almost didn't feel like she owned. She felt almost nothing at the end of the Olympics the last time. But uh, of course, that was during COVID and everything. So she's going to Paris 2024 and she will have the crowd actually literally there with her this time. So best of luck and well done to Kelly Harrington. Much, much deserved. Um, up in Donegal, there's a young fella called Mark O'Donnell and he's a singer. He's a singer. He's, gonna, he's also a teacher. He's going to start a new job um, teaching in September. Uh, and he had an idea because he's a singer and he does kind of covers in, in a very distinct way. And um, he basically wrote to Love Island, the producers of Love Island, which is on ITV2 at the moment. And um, he sent a number of songs and said, please, please play some of these. And they came back to him and said, look, we can't, we can't tell you if we're going to do it or not. But look, we listen in and if we, if we do, we'll give you a heads up on everything. He says his chances are really by sending in his songs. And then he got the shock when he was told half an hour before the show the other day that his song would be played on Love Island in front of the millions and millions of people watching. And he didn't know if it was going to be the background or anything, but it was part of uh, the date. It was part of the big scene, the important scene. He was buzzing already. Now, the song has already had a good bit of success. People use it as a first dance song at their weddings and so on. It received 900,000 views on TikTok. So it's a hit on TikTok. Let's have a clip of, of Mark O'Donnell's work on Love Island. To you, I guess I'm just a clown who picks you up each time you're down, oh baby. Give me just a taste of love to build my hopes upon. You know you've got the power, girl, to keep me holding on. So now you've got the best of me. Come on and take the rest of me, oh baby. Oh, he's got a good, he's got a good voice, Mark O'Donnell there. And um, yes, he's going to be starting teaching, starting as a teacher this September after completing his degree and he's recording new music according to the Donegal uh, Daily. So uh, good luck to Mark O'Donnell. He'll be tortured with the last name, won't he, as a Donegal singer. But um, he's, got a, he's got a good pair of pipes on him, doesn't he? Set of pipes, as they say. Um, now, Fallout Boy have done something that nobody asked for. Um, you know, Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire. Um, which Billy Joel himself, I think, has kind of uh, kind of raised his own eyebrows. Says he's not terribly proud of it. 1981, 1989, number one hit. Of course, the significant thing is it includes references to 118 significant political, cultural, and scientific events between the years of his birth in 1949 and the song's release in 1989. That was the gist of the of it, which has been used to great effect for Italia '90, the, the Italia '90 rewrite. Well, actually, we'll start with Billy Joel's. This is the this is the idea. Billy Joel's original, 1989. Yeah, we get the idea. We get the idea. This is 1949, kind of randomly selected things piled together. So Fallout Boy um, have released a version of this song and they're saying, well, so much has happened in the last 34 years since the song. We, we think the little system update might be required here and I hope you like our take on it where they um, go and reference stuff that's happened since 1989. All right, let's have a tune into this. Captain Planet, I think, was a strange way to start. Captain Planet, Arab Spring, LA Riots, Rodney King. And then you've got Kurt Cobain next to Pokemon, which is um, it's a very, very random collection of things. Michael Jackson dies are later lyrics uh, next to nuclear accident in Fukushima. Um, so, <laughs> and they don't, they're not doing this as, as a gag. They, they think this is a serious 
um, kind of pop punk thing to be doing, to be at. This is the one we, this is the reference point for all of us, really, let's face it. That's the one that kind of comes to our head, I think, most of the time. That's uh, Memories there, the Italian 90 version of that. Uh, although Michael Fry, the, the great Twitter comedian, well, he's a great comedian, but he happens to have been riz, he riz to fame through Twitter. He uses this song to kind of sum up every year. This was his take on 2022. Mr. Tato leaves the park, Kate Bush taking over charts, Russian troops invade Ukraine, chaos in the UK, Boris Johnson gets a sack, Liz and Quasi cause a crash, Rishi Sunak now in charge, he can't use a debit card, we didn't fire. I actually think that's, um, I think Michael Fry wins this round, doesn't he? I think that's going to be the might. It was just clear, do you know, and it's not, it's not as random as everything else. Anyway, that's um, the, the We Didn't Start the Fire update. Uh, that we didn't want Fallout Boys version that is 51551 is our text number by the way um, Rockall is the is the isolated Atlantic uh, island or islet uh, which is it basically if you head out north out of North Mayo as the crow flies towards Iceland uh, about a third of the way you come to the little uh, island it's been kind of it's historically known as the place that um, the, the, the United Kingdom has laid claim to in Ireland uh, says, well, hang on a second, that's kind of now close to us and um, Denmark and Iceland get involved as well. And basically, nobody really owns it, but the, the Brits still claim it. And the, the Irish solution to the Irish problem is, look at, we won't lay claim to that. We'll just say that the Brits don't own it. We don't recognise. But anyway, what has become more recently, because it's uninhabited and uninhabitable, uh, Rockall has become more famous as a sort of a test of a Bear grill survival skills, style skills. A fellow called Nick Hancock spent 45 days um, camped out on Rockall in 2014 in terrible, terrible conditions. And that's the world record for the number of days and the number of hours that anyone has ever spent uh, that we know about um, on Rockall. So uh, a military, a British military veteran, he's 53 years of age, Chris Cameron is his name. He set out to break the record this week and he was thinking, sure, in the middle of the summer with a with a lovely weather, I'll get on grand. He had to be rescued after 32 days, rescued by the Coast Guards um, after he was almost swept away by waves and his equipment completely destroyed. There were three of them on the island trying to survive, uh, but he managed 32 days. Imagine doing a whole month of that misery and then having to be hauled off. But I could see the Irish people sort of going, now, now, nature owns it. That's That's the real, they're the real owners. 51551 is the text number National Geographic. Okay, so the American Oliver, the American poet Elizabeth Bishop wrote a wonderful poem about National Geographic. Its premise was how it opened up a whole world of wonder to people who may never have experienced anything like that. It's sad to hear of its published demise in the States. That's progress, eh? Says Bill with a with a raised eyebrow. Uh, Oliver, without the National Geographic, there would be no bridges of Madison County, really, says Kevin. Um, apparently, Clint Eastwood's character was a National Geographic photographer. Oh, can people still request copies of this fictional issue? So they still contact National Geographic looking for the issue that doesn't exist because of the bridges of uh, Madison County. And also a reminder that, uh, of course, the Skelligs, the Skelligs, but the monks went out there, didn't they, to get closer to God and to endure the uh, nature's wonder and they survived. Uh, no, no Guinness record for them. 
they survived and uh, built little beehive cells and uh, the skeletons are still going. Just, the seagulls own everything at this stage. Uh, the seagulls are having a lovely time up in Rock Island. No one's complaining about bags of chips been stolen because there are no humans up there to torture the seagulls. 51551, that's our text number this morning. Uh, poor old Madonna. We'll give a shout out to Madonna this morning to start things off this morning. She's, she's not well. She's not well. She's cancelled her world tour. But good luck to Madonna. Uh, but there's been better news anyway. 51551 is our text number. Good morning all. That is um, Don't Tell Me from the music album by Madonna from oh, 20 years ago or so. That's the Madonna song where she dresses a cowgirl, says this texter. Excellent choice. Well, thank you very much. We'll take all the encouragement we can get. Uh, Oliver, how could you leave out the two Johnnies take on We Didn't Start the Fire? Well, that probably has lots of tip references that maybe we wouldn't uh, understand or have a wide understanding of. Tipperary is just basically horses hurling in cider. Isn't that? That's tip, isn't it? And sometimes the horses are playing hurling while drinking cider. That's my vision of tip. Or as the Cork people call Tipperary, Northern Ireland. Because, you know, that's as far north as Cork people can kind of see. Uh, sweet jeepers, Oliver. Is, if that isn't your pure monahanness on display, who is this Billy Joel character? Is he from Carrick Macross or something? I know who Billy, pronounced Joel, is, says Killian in Riverstick. Oh, Riverstick. Oh, that would be in Cork. Yeah, of course I'd be um, corrected. Uh, Billy Joel. Yeah, <laughs> Billy Joel. Billy Joel uh, Killian and River Stick you know I, I don't think I can forgive you for that Killian actually can't forgive you that uh, is Killian with a K by the way so I'm shaming you, you know, the Killian is, it begins with a C anyway um, we've great guests for you this morning in studio because Dublinia in the centre of Dublin and the medieval story uh, well the Viking story of Dublin is something that people have nostalgic interest in and it's still alive and well it's 30 years old um, it's, it's where you go in for the living history and you get the feels and the smells and the descriptions of, of what it was like in Dublin in the Viking era we're going to chat to our guest after the break 51551 is the text back after these 